right, news roundup, information overload hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Two things we're going to hit with our next guest, Cash Patel, former chief of uh, staff of the Pentagon. And what's fascinating in all of this is nobody in the media mob really paid attention to the fact that all these reports, Biden's sharing intelligence of Russian aggression in the lead up to this invasion of Ukraine with China and then China passing it on to their buddy Putin and their friends in Russia. How did that not get widely reported and widely criticized? Listen to Cash Patel. A colossal, good morning, Maria. It is a colossal failure of leadership, um, and it shows another distinction yet between the Biden administration and the Trump administration. The fact that the commander in chief wouldn't answer that question and that no one is covering leads me to believe that he took classified intelligence, and the reporting is accurate now from multiple sources, and handed it over to our world's biggest enemy, U.S.'s biggest enemy, China. And then, of course, China was going to turn around and give it to Russia because Xi Jinping and Putin have paired up and teamed up against the United States of America. The fact that this Commander-in-Chief did not know that was going to happen is outrageous. But what is tantamount and disrupts American national security is that we're actually doing that. We, as the United States, are actually sharing classified information that jeopardizes Ukrainian national security interests, European national security interests, and Americans' lives. It's being shared with our enemy, who is sharing it with the next biggest enemy of America. It is just something that never happened under Trump, and the fact that it's happening under Biden needs to be fully investigated. You can't even make this up. Cash Patel is with us, former Pentagon chief of staff. Sir, uh, great question. How did that happen? And why does why didn't anybody realize how stupid that is? <laughs> hey, Sean, great to be with you. And thanks for covering this important topic that literally almost no one else is talking about. I mean, I'll just flip the script, Sean. Imagine if President Trump took classified information and gave it to Xi Jinping or Putin. We'd be in 15 rounds of impeachment. And the reason that Joe Biden is allowed to get away with it is because he obviously has a media that's covering up for him and that won't cover these issues. But he and his national security apparatus actually convinced him it was a good idea to share classified information with China. My question is, did they go through the declassification process before they gave it to Xi Jinping? Because if they did it, that's a violation of federal law. They charged me and Trump with uh, doing that, but we abided by the process anytime we dealt with classified information. And it's another t- example of a two-tiered system of how the rules apply to a commander-in-chief if you're a Democrat and your name is Joe Biden. But the biggest travesty is the fact that our commander-in-chief thinks or thought, and his team thinks or thought, that that was a good idea. When you look back now and how the media, for example, this phone call with Zelensky and Donald Trump and Zelensky even said publicly that I didn't feel any pressure from Donald Trump. The one fact witness, there was only one, one fact witness in that whole impeachment. Everybody else was a hearsay witness or a an opinion witness, uh, none of which th- their testimony was meaningless. But then you have Joe Biden on tape admitting you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire this Ukrainian prosecutor investigating my son being paid millions who admits on Good Morning America he had no experience in energy, oil, gas uh, or Ukraine. And then he's asked, well, why do you think you got all this money? I don't know. Maybe because your dad's in charge of Ukraine for the Obama administration. Probably. So they ignore that. But there's something bigger here. And that is this Biden Hunter Biden laptop from hell. Every almost everybody said the same thing, that this laptop was Russian misinformation. It was two weeks before the election. 
And if you look at the money that Hunter Biden made and look what's on that laptop and look at the emails specifically referencing Joe Biden's cut in all of this and the billion five deal with the Bank of China or as Peter Schweitzer's new book points out the 30 million other monies from China. Uh, when you look at the Russian oligarch and the former first lady of Moscow and millions of dollars going to Hunter's firm, uh, you look at Burisma and the millions that he made in Ukraine. Um, it seems to me that if the last name were Trump, that the media would have handled this very differently, starting with the laptop two weeks before the election. Yep, it's just, it's just, you're exactly right. Just like the classified information we just talked about, if the last name were Trump and we we're talking about Don Jr., there would have been federal inquiries from now until the end of time, and not to mention all the grand juries that would have been utilized. But at least finally it's now coming out, and thanks to your reporting, the continuous, relentless reporting on the truth on this one, that Hunter Biden laptop is not a fiction. And here's the stunning part, and you and I knew it long ago. Fifty national security officials, two former CIA directors, and one former director of the National Security Agency all came out and signed a document and said that the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation, and they lopped it over to the left-wing media, and the fake news ran with it to crush that narrative, even though they knew it was false. And it's one step removed from that is these national security officials were not in position to have access to that information. So what did they do? They just guessed because they knew the left wing would latch onto it and the media would report it. And who gets hurt by that type of misinformation? The American people and our faith in our institutions of justice and intelligence because you see a two-tiered system of justice for the likes of Hunter Biden versus the likes of Don Jr. versus the likes of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And that's what ticks off America the most. But it's finally coming out. And it looks like, you know, from my days as a former federal prosecutor, it looks like this investigation in Hunter Biden is still active and is very much ongoing. And they've put people in the grand jury. And I didn't put people in the grand jury unless I was bringing a federal indictment. So or as the perfect. March 19th uh, Saturday edition of the New York Post had as their front cover, spies who lie, the intelligence <laughs> experts that falsely discredited Hunter Biden's laptop and still won't say they're sorry. That included Brennan and Clapper and and people like Leon Panetta, and then a lot of names. Michael Hayden was one of them, mm-hmm. uh, and then a lot of names that you would know that many other Americans wouldn't know. But these are the people that are at the highest level. Fifty-one former intelligence officials. They were they were willing to go with the lie for political reasons, which shouldn't surprise everybody because these are the same people. Many of the same people that pushed the phony Russian dirty disinformation dossier that Hillary Clinton paid for that that literally put this country on hold for three and a half years, and it all turned out to be debunked and full of lies. You're absolutely right. If It's, it's the same M.O., if, whether it's Russiagate, Ukraine impeachment fiasco hoax, or uh, Hunter Biden laptop, what do they do? They damn the facts. They say, let's talk, let's get anonymous reporting then let's get former federal officials to talk about the anonymous reporting and then we'll put it on the front page of every fake news publication and we'll say the right-wing media was lying the entire time because we have anonymous reporting and completely biased individuals like comey clapper uh, mccabe and the like who all are uh, have been caught i believe lying under oath doing their jobs improperly fired for doing so and these are the sources and individuals that the left-wing media is relying on to prop up these narratives. And they've done it over and over and over again. And we caught them in Russiagate. We caught them in the Ukraine impeachment fiasco. We caught them during Hunter Biden's laptop nonsense. And I think John Durham is going to catch them all 
And um, why why do you believe that? Because I am I don't have the confidence that that's going to happen. I I for the life of me, I was I was pretty pissed off that it took Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General, as long as it took him. But he did have referrals, and it was a very for me it was full vindication of all my reporting. Pretty damning for the rest of the media mob. And I would argue that even the low-hanging fruit he could have gone after, and he hasn't done so. Why? Yeah, so I think, you know, from my days as a former federal prosecutor building large-scale conspiracy cases and doing terrorism prosecutions, um, when you involve classified information, I spent three, four, five years uh, before I got to the X on an indictment. And he's in year two. And if you look at the three indictments he's leveled so far against the FBI, against the Clinton lawyer campaign, and against the Steele dossier source, he's listed in those indictments by name dozens of individuals, or at least by title, like a J- Jake Sullivan's of the world, um, who have had their hand in this conspiracy. And you don't do that as a federal prosecutor unless you've put witnesses in a grand jury, unless you've obtained documents and you're working on the larger scale conspiracy case. And that's the thing that comes at the end. These little indictments, uh, little is a, not the right word, but these indictments, that, the precursor indictments that lay out their entire strategy for this prosecution. So who would you see as the natural targets of Durham at this point, based on, on the little that we know in terms of the direction he's headed with Sussman, et cetera? Uh, Andy McCabe, the former deputy director of the FBI and the acting director of the FBI, who signed one of the FISAs, I think. Well, well James, wait a minute. James Comey signed three of the four FISAs, and we knew by that point, we knew that Christopher Steele even admitted that some of his dossier wasn't accurate. The subsource denied the entire dossier by the time the third warrant came around, or the second warrant even, and then he still did it, and Rod Rosenstein signed the fourth warrant. No, I agree. Look, I think all of those people should be should be indicted, but the problem is, as you, know, you and I, Sean, both know, is that is there enough evidence to do that? And I just don't think James Comey... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Doesn't it, say, doesn't it say that you have affirmed the uh, the veracity of this on the top of a FISA warrant? It does, but he can come in and say he was just relying on 17 people in front of him. He always left himself an out. That's why that guy's the biggest, most corrupt FBI uh, director we'll ever have in U.S. history. He's not dumb, unfortunately, and he knew exactly what he was doing to the detriment of the American people. Um, so he could come out and bump his chest and say he was, you know, the savior of our republic. But and what would, like, say, happen to to Strzok and Page or, you know, d- the d- director of national intelligence or former CIA directors or any of these other people? They're going to be held accountable? I think I think the likes of Strzok and Page will. If I was them, I'd be cooperating. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing that they might be already cooperating um, to get the uh, uh, individuals you just talked to or at least get them in the, in the, in the report. But I'm hopeful for about six more indictments come this spring and summer about some of the individuals we've talked about, about the individuals I investigated when I ran the Russiagate investigation for Chairman Nunes and exposed this whole thing. I've, yeah, I, I have some personal stake in this, Sean. So uh, Strzok, Page, and all those, and all that entire crew, Bruce Orr, Fusion GPS, Glenn Simpson, oh, all of them. Quick break. We'll be right back. More with Cash Patel, former Pentagon Chief of Staff. 800-941-SEAN is our number. We'll get to your calls at the bottom of the half hour. All right. Now, your mortgage is undoubtedly... One of the largest investments of your life, it just is a fact, it is critical that you pay attention to it. Now, to the equity that you have gained, to the interest rate that you pay on your balance, and I saw data last week that said there are millions and millions of homeowners right now, even after last week's rate hike of 0.25%, that can benefit from the lower rates, meaning now is the time. We're expecting as many as six more rate hikes this year. 
Anyway, that means millions of you can still refinance, take advantage of these low rates, and that means save hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars every month, maybe tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. Now, our friends at AmericanFinancing.net will give you an absolutely free, no pressure, no obligation mortgage review. They'll tell you exactly what you will pay monthly, exactly how much you can save monthly, and exactly how much you can save over the course of your loan. Now, their mortgage pros are standing by now. Call them, 866-615-9200, 866-615-9200, on the web, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLS, Bad for America. Sean Hannity telling the truth. That mainstream media likes to hide. Sean Hannity. All right, more with Cash Patel, former Pentagon chief of staff, is with us. Let me ask you this question, um, because you were, you went before the January 6th committee, and, and I keep saying the fact that the chairman has said that Nancy Pelosi's off limits, and you were in the Oval Office with five people on January 4th when President Trump authorized, you told me, up to 20,000 troops uh, should they be needed for January 6th, knowing a lot of people are going to be in town, knowing we came off a summer of rioting, knowing that there's always unsavory characters in any big crowd. So my question to you is, you have confirmed this to me. President uh-huh. Trump has publicly confirmed this to me. Mark Meadows has for, uh, confirmed this to me. Now, the other two people in the room, with the, if I'm not mistaken, were the defense secretary and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Have either one of them publicly said that that's accurate? I believe the, the the defense secretary, Chris Miller, has said that publicly. Um, I'm not sure what he said under closed door testimony, but I've known Chris for 20 plus years. Um, and um, I can't see him saying otherwise because he was in the room. Now, as to Mark Milley, you and I both know what kind of man Mark Milley is. He'll say and do anything, including call our enemy China and give him a heads up if we're going to go to war with them and save time for interviews with Bob Woodward and company before actually strategizing how to get out of Afghanistan. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock. So, so then the question is if we want to, and by the way, I want to make sure this never happens again. And I was saying it in real time on January 6th on air on this radio program when it was unfolding. And I said it that night on TV, I couldn't have been more clear. And, and, uh, just like I spoke out about the 574 riots, I believe in the rule of law, and I believe that people that don't follow it deserve to get punished. But the question is, once Donald Trump, as required by law, authorized the, the calling up of the guard, then the jurisdiction switched to Nancy Pelosi, the speaker. It's her job to protect the Capitol and the jurisdiction of Mayor Bowser and yet neither one of these people are being interviewed by the committee. Why is that? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, they call themselves a Jan 6 committee, Sean, and I can do is tell you about my time, my six hours in front of them. They spent uh, four of those hours talking to me about Afghanistan, the Oval Office, President Trump, the media, and they spent less than half that time talking about Jan 6. So you and I both know it's a political charade to get guys like me rolled up, spend six figures in attorneys, and try to stamp out the media narrative, but I'm not taking a knee. And why isn't these people being held accountable, Pelosi and Bowser and stuff? That won't happen. You and I both know that, Sean, until the Republicans have the gavel. Um, they're not going to call those folks in to testify. 
So is you, you believe in the end it's a predetermined outcome? Yeah, it's a political narrative. Look, the only thing they have to run on right now for the midterm election, they being the Democrats and Pelosi, is Jan 6th. And up until uh, a while ago, they had uh, no other narrative. And now they're running, you know, somehow on the Ukraine uh, tragedy. They'll, they'll politicize that. But that's the only thing they got left because their policies, have, you've reported, have completely failed the American people. And Joe Biden, on, at least on a national security and law enforcement front, has well, beyond failed America. Yeah. Listen, beyond them willing, you know, to give humanitarian aid and some javelins and stingers, I'm not exactly sure why Joe Biden denied the MiGs to the Ukrainian people that are shown a willingness to fight hard and save their own freedom and their own country um, uh, is is beyond what I understand. It's certainly not the Reagan doctrine as I understood it, nor was it the Trump doctrine as I understood it. The two doctrines I support the most, but... Uh, Cash Patel, always love having you on. Thank you for being with us, former Pentagon Chief of Staff. Uh, thanks for uh, all you do, and hopefully thanks we'll have so. you back soon. Thanks so much, Sean. Have a good one. Quick break, right back. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Linda, you said to me, and I was surprised to hear this, I did not know, you know Joe Rogan's producer of his podcast? You know the guy? Mm-hmm, I do. Now, I find I, Rogan's interesting to me in as much as he's obviously big into MMA. Um, and he, look, he talks about a wide variety of, of topics, does a very, you know, very interesting podcast. I think he's very talented. Um, but I have no, what are his politics? I don't, didn't he say he voted for Obama and Biden? Or, I don't know. I mean, quite frankly, I think he's I like think a he lot cares. of people. I think he's in the middle. You know, I think he's somebody who's issue-based, fact-based, you know, I always say and have always said that I'm an equal opportunity hater. And I think that that serves a lot of people. You know, I mean, we hate people on both sides of the aisle who betray the American people every day. I don't think he's any different than that. Listen, this is why I say what I say about war. I mean, I don't trust any of these politicians, Republican or Democrat. They all they're all going. They're all liars. They're all liars. They all got somebody well, in their pocket. You can't. I don't like broad sweeping. Okay, generalization. fine. I won't make I, big platitudes. There are many, but I'm many. Just but, but the swamp just changes people so all of them you know that for example on the issue of war they're all gung-ho but they don't fight wars to win them if you did it would be overwhelming devastation but they're never willing to do that part and i feel like we need to talk to people who've actually served like you know you know congressman mike waltz or senator tom cotton you know congressman louis gomer you know people who have put their neck on the line and i'm like okay well you've actually served how do you feel about this now that you're in a position of authority to make these decisions as by the way is louis gomer going back to congress i don't know what he's doing right now because he ran for ag no we had no idea he was running till the end yeah didn't he run and I mean, I think I think he would make an excellent attorney general. You know, he has a history um, of well, the being, problem is of, he didn't win the primary. Paxson did. Yeah, I know. So does that mean but he can still run he, for Congress, run for a he's seat? He's also the incumbent. He could keep his seat. He could Not still good. run. So, Not you know, we need, we need him in office. He's important. Anyway, Rogan even picked up on this, the idiocy of the media mob lying. But but by the way, they lied about him. So he he learned firsthand what a bunch of jackasses the media mob is. And. You know, I remember when he when he I remember he did this like post. I don't know if it was on Twitter, Instagram, sweet baby James sent it to me. And I look at it and he's like, we threw everything at it, meaning when he got COVID. And he mentioned uh, monoclonals. He mentioned ACQ. He mentioned ivermectin. Ivermectin is the only one that I've never seen a study that says it works. That's the only one I've seen. But the other ones, there are studies that back it up, especially. Sean, what's the name of that other one that you think works really good, though? Could you say that again? What's the, the name of that? 
Oh, monoclonal antibodies? The monoclonal, yeah. Monoclonal mm-hmm. antibodies that I, I said over and over again, and you told me I was saying too much, and then I did a <laughs> test of our audience, and I said, I know, I failed. What is I my advice? What is my advice if you got a positive <laughs> COVID test today, and not one person, after all the, the hundreds of times I said it, knew? So it's I figured truth. I'd keep saying it because no one else seems to be saying it. Anyway, so I'm like, my response was, I don't know Joe Rogan personally, but my response was, oh, I'm glad he's okay. I'm glad whatever he and his doctor decided to do, I'm glad he's okay. And then they, then he's under attack for for telling people what he did. That's why I, I refuse to talk about my health or my personal life. Or any of these, it's nobody's damn business. Anyway, but he figured out now that the media, and not that he didn't know before, but, you know, suppressing Hunter Biden's laptop two weeks before an election. Well, he knows this would never happen under Donald Trump. The media is corrupt to the core. They are paid liars. And there's nobody worse than like these news channels and, and the networks. They're the worst than the New York Times and Washington Post. Listen. But now the New York Times is coming out and they're I mean, they're reporting it like it's where's news. their apology. Where is exactly. their apology two years later? <laughs> I'm like, guys, this story is two years old. Yeah. You know, we've now got people out there. I mean, Miranda Devine wrote an Miranda entire Devine, book. Emma Joe uh, uh, Morris, who was a big part of breaking that story for the New York Post. All these people had the laptop. And Peter Schweitzer, no and less. Peter I mean, Schweitzer, Peter Schweitzer is the OG. He didn't I mean, have all of it, but he purposely he didn't have all of it for the same reason I wasn't allowed to get it. You know? Yeah. Why. Well, I mean, listen. We were both offered copies. We were both told by you know counsel to not receive a copy <laughs> i think the scary part i can't is, receive it but hunter has it and nothing's happened to him and not the only FBI's does hunter it. have it hunter performed in it i'm oh, like yeah. he, he, what he, what is enough when is it enough uh, it's when unreal. do we get to say i mean if anybody else did this in any forget capacity it. just one of the things forget about it forget about it forget it let's listen to am i speaking the truth come on if we get a hardcore Putin type leader running this country right. and they start cracking down on legitimate journalists that are exposing corruption, then you get into dangerous circumstances. And this is the problem that I had with like the New York Post article on the Biden, right. uh, the Hunter Biden laptop being suppressed. It's not that I'm a, a, a Trump supporter. I'm not, I didn't vote for him. Yeah. I, I didn't vote for any Republican ever in my life. But you're looking at something that's real information and you're hiding it from people because you don't like the result that you think is going to come out of that information. That's not yeah. that's not how we're supposed to be doing things. He's more just into the sort of cultural stuff. I don't he's he's not involved politically, but he's smart enough to see the the, the cover up, the lie, the double standard, the corruption that is the media mob. But can I say one thing? How sad is it that he has to caveat? What he's about to say with, well, I've never voted Republican and I didn't vote for Trump. Why I don't do think he was doing I didn't hear that as a caveat. I didn't hear no, it that I way. I, think, I heard I think what I heard him way. saying is I'm not political. I don't. No, yeah, I, don't I get think into it's this. please don't lump me in with everybody else the way oh, yeah, that everybody like, does. Like those idiots like Hannity. Don't don't let me in with him. Do you, but seriously, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's no, like, I oh, agree. did you vote for Trump? I mean, it, there's such a mind melt on like if now if like, for example, are like, you or have you ever been a Donald <laughs> Trump supporter? I mean, that's what it's coming exactly, down to. Exactly. Exactly. And the answer is yes. And I still am. There you go. Uh, all right, let's say hi to Melvin is in Pennsylvania. Uh, Melvin, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Hey, Sean. Uh, I got a bone to pick with you. A lot of people do. Go ahead. Pick away. Okay. Well, so you were one of the first ones on the scene with the laptop, mm-hmm. um, and you've been all over it for the last, what is it, two years. And I know you agree that everything is authentic on the laptop. I do, too. So with that being said, 
why do you keep calling Joe Biden stupid? He's not stupid. This I didn't call him purpose. stupid. I mean, I said yeah, he's. You call I, him I, dumb. You call no, him stupid. Well, the, well, it, I, well. I, I stand corrected on the issue of Venezuela, Iran, and begging OPEC. I think he's being stupid on the issue no, he's of being corrupt. He's what, being corrupt. But, but but hang on. Nobody has exposed this corruption more than me. I'm the one that was why, out there that's saying. Why I'm so upset hey, with you calling him dumb, stupid. Okay, but he's stupid on those issues, but he's corrupt on all these other issues. I'm the, remember, I'm, we're the ones that kept saying, you're not getting a billion unless you fire the prosecutor uh, who's investigating my zero experience son. I'm calling him corrupt. I'm yes, saying, the, I, I, who's yes, the one that calls then... the Biden family the Biden family syndicate? Who's the one that keeps harping on how much money the Biden family syndicate got from China, Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine? Me. That's corruption. I agree. I... I agree with that. How many more times do you want me to say it before you? For the last two years, you've been calling him stupid or dumb. He's the dumbest president ever. No, I've been saying he's weak and frail and cognitively a mess. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't know about the money that the family was making. He clearly lied when he said, I have no, I've never discussed any of my son's foreign business dealings. When we now know he was at meetings in these with these people. We now know he went to dinner with these people. We now know that they wrote in emails uh, that we have that he was getting his cut. I've I've, I've exposed all of that. That's I corruption. That, that, that I know you have. So please stop calling him dumb. I think everything he does has a purpose. I think he is so corrupt. I don't More think. Listen, I think there is a level of absolute stupidity in the man too. You can be dumb and corrupt. Oh, no, Sean. Sean, you could put the dumbest person in the world in office and they couldn't get us in a worse situation than we are right now. Listen, I'm not disagreeing, but I think part of it is the world sees what a weak messy is. That's like, the you know, the the Rolling Stone and the New York Times. Hannity quoted Russian propagandists. No, I'm saying I've been saying that the world's hostile regimes and hostile actors see what I see and you see weak, frail and a cognitive mess. And they see corruption. And I've also said, and I'll repeat now, that if you look at the corruption with China, with the Biden family syndicate, and Russia, the Biden family syndicate, Ukraine, Biden family syndicate, Kazakhstan, other countries, yes, they're corrupt as hell. And I'm saying if the last name were Trump, we'd be all over it. Now, does that mean he's completely stupid? No, he's stupid on a lot of issues, but he's a corrupt on, on almost all of these issues. I think he's corrupt on all of them, not even almost. Do you and, do you not see I, that he's is is it true that he's weak, frail, and a cognitive mess? I, I, I think he's physically weak. I don't think he I don't think he's weak. In you don't think he's you don't I, see a cognitive decline in hang on you don't see a cognitive decline in Joe seriously? Oh, absolutely, yes. Like I, okay. I think he's so. I, you, weak, he can be I both. I don't. I don't think he, when you say he's weak, you're saying that he's weak on. Why do you think that Russia, why do you think Russia annexed Crimea in 2014, didn't do a damn thing when Trump was president, and now they're back in Ukraine again? Why do you think that is? Because of Joe Biden, but I don't think it's because he's weak. I think it's because he's, he's, he's complicit. I think, I, 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 I think, think that there is a dossier that Russia, that Russia, China, Ukraine, all these countries have on Hunter, Joe, and the entire syndicate. And I think that at any point that they want to nail Joe Biden, they could. That's what I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. I think there's people in his own party, too. I'm sure there is. do the same thing. That's why he's the Green New Deal. The Hunter Hunter laptop came out two weeks before the election, and a big tech media mob 
Uh, they all rallied to Joe's side because they're corrupt also, and they all hid it from the world. And they did it as the biggest in-kind donation to any presidential candidate in the history of this country, and the whole thing was corrupt. Because you and I know damn well if the last name were Trump, it would be different. Anyway, bone is picked. We're done. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let us say hi to Charlie's in Florida. Charlie's a genius. We're idiots in New York. What's up, Charlie? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Thank you. We used to hear the term loose lips, sink ships. I remember. Yes, sir. You know, it just seems like every day now our uh, powers to be just show our cards. They lay everything out in public for everybody to see and understand what they think they need to know. We used to have a time when we just didn't give out all the information in our plans in public. Just like Let me give you two examples. Iran-Contra. We didn't know about that until after it came out years later. Uh, Let me give you two examples. Joe Biden's administration, they shared intelligence uh, when Russia was building up their forces on the Ukrainian border. They shared it with China. He gave China a heads up. China gave it to Russia. Uh, that would be one example. Um, in terms of saying we're never going to shoot or have a shooting war with Russia, even though maybe that's your your plan, why would you tell them that? Exactly. My plan, I agree. Exactly. Well, you're smart. You should be president. Karen in Florida. What's up, Karen? How are you? Two things really concern me, and I, I, I would love your take on this. Um, five years ago, if a hospital physician or such withheld treatment for any type of available treatment, you could sue them for negligence, malpractice, discrimination, pick one. Now with COVID, you cannot. Not only are we not, are they withholding treatment in many aspects? Um, they're not testing. They're not supplying monoclonal antibodies. Um, they're not supplying hydroxychloroquine and any other cocktail the physician thinks that they may need. So I would like to know what you think where this is going to go, because my concern is not they're withholding. I'm not afraid of COVID, but I am afraid that the treatments are withheld. Right? The therapeutics. The therapeutics. That's what they I never mean, the they, they never mention the therapeutics, which is why I'm a lunatic saying if you get a positive test, immediately call your doctor and ask your doctor about monoclonal antibodies. Now that you're right. We should be warp speeding the production of them. Also, these antivirals have gotten great reports. And it is wrong that this is how they're handling it. Now, if I'm right, this is what's going to happen. Fauci, you know, made the statement, I think it was over the weekend, warning Americans could face more lockdowns amid a spread of a new COVID variant. The COVID variant is a subvariant, BA.2 of Omicron, and it's now all over Europe. Usually when it goes to Europe, it makes its way over here. Okay, that would mean by, let's say, what is this, March, the end of March, maybe sometime in May, June, all the lockdowns come, what, just in time for the election? And are we going to take into account our partisan observers? Gonna, are we going to make accommodations so they can watch the vote count this time? Because they didn't do it last time. Um, so I fear that will happen too. But more importantly, your health. Yes, you need to know that therapeutics are very effective when taken early. The best that I believe in as a layman and ask your own doctor are monoclonal antibodies. I think that's the gold standard. And, you know, states like Florida had these monoclonal antibody centers set up. Um, and hopefully if, if there's an outbreak again, he'll set Ron DeSantis will set them up again. Um, they are, I know that there are places to get them because I'm still getting stragglers here and there and calls we're getting from people.
and we try and help everybody. Anyway, appreciate the call. I hope that helps, Karen. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. We'll give you the latest on the ground in Ukraine. We'll check in also with Newt Gingrich, Eric Trump, Lindsey Graham, Joe Concha, Clay Travis, Kaylee McEnany, and Leo 2.0 Terrell. Set your DVR. I promise you'll get news you'll never get from the corrupt media mob. Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.